Good morning, dear friend. It is January the 6th, the morning of January 6th here live from New York City on a cold and pre-snowy 35 degrees. No big deal. The sadistic weather people are dying for something to report. Why we have weather people today, why people, why we are even in need of them, I have no earthly idea. What is the point of them? Someone tell me. <clears throat> in any event, uh, they need a job and a gig too, I guess. Now, a couple of things, which is very, very critical, very, very important for you to. In any event. Interesting. I'm, I don't like the way I'm sounding. I'm listening to this. I'm wondering, why am I not sounding I said, let me see, let me see if this makes any sense. Is this better? Does this sound better? Let me see. I think this sounds, yeah. Mm, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. Maybe, maybe not. Stand by for a second. It sounds a little off. It does. It sounds. It sounds like it's. Like it's in the background. Let me see something. Here. Oh, yeah. Stand by, dear. Stand by. <clears throat> Always check your thing. I've been noticing this. I'm doing this. Let me see. I'm looking into the source of sound input. Just a second. Stand by. Input. 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 I want to see my favorite. Oh yeah, he might. It's not showing up. If only life was like this. If only we had the ability to see whether we are hailing. Just a second. Please forgive me. Talk amongst yourselves. There we go. Let's see if that makes any sense. Is that better? Let me see. There's so many little now, but that's not what I want. That's not it. I want to. Let me see. You hear yes. You hear yes, but that's not the Yeti. I'm not, I'm not picking this up. I'm getting the the uh, MacBook phone. That's not what I want. Stand by for a second. Let me see something here. Go to audio. Please, again, talk amongst yourselves. No, not there. Hang on. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I don't care from here all day long. This is going. This is the beauty of it. Stand by. Sound is defective. Thank you so much. See, Demetrius 5x5, five five, he's digging this. Everybody seems to be happy. I'm not so sure. I don't like this. I don't like this. I am. Wait a minute. Okay, there we go. That should be it. That should be right there. You hear it? That should be it. Perfect. Perfect. 
Let me double check on something, please. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Now we're now we're doing it. And of course, whenever somebody, whenever something happens, it's always the conspiratorium that says they're shutting you down. There, that's it. See, now that's the clearer, crisper. That's the this little Yeti mic is still one of the best. It's a USB mic. It's fantastic. It is absolutely the greatest thing. I cannot. I've been using them there. It's just USB. Nothing. That's it. You know, these fancy schmancy, and I've been around radios, you know, a long time. I have a laptop. I got a couple of nice little lights and I got a Yeti. That's it. I don't care about that. All right. Let us pursue what we are doing right now. Today is January the 6th. And today... Uh, I want a promise to you, uh, from you, and I want you to take on this new role that you have, I think, today, and I hope you embrace this role, and the role is going to be you as the apostle of truth. We're going to explain what that means, what we're talking about, and the like. If I could, can I please uh, remind you of something which is very, very critical? Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, always subscribe. Let me tell you right now that I'm going to be, and we're going to be at the beautiful and fabled cutting room on February the 3rd. Tickets are available right here. I put it online for you. Tickets are available. You can go right to my Twitter feed. There's this pin the link there at the cutting room February 3rd. Please, please, dear and great and glorious friend, please see us and join us and be a part of the fun and the frolic. And we wish you would join us and we thank you for all of your attention because this is part of the movement. Now, I want you to go out today, dear friends, and I want you to do me a favor. And I want you to ask yourself this question. And the question is simply this. What is January the 6th about? What was it? Now, what I want you to do is you have to think like a prosecutor. What is the official reason? What is the evidence given? And did they prove their case? So in one particular word, ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, dear friends of the (laughs) conspiratorium, what is it? What was January the 6th? And and, And I don't want cute. You're very cute. I don't want that pithy kind of, what was it? Imagine you're doing a tour, you're in Washington, you're in front of the Capitol where we've been, and they say, is this the site of January 6th? Yes. And somebody in the crowd says, what is, what was it? What, have you ever been to the Capitol? Because it's beautiful, because it's right there, and then across the street is, of course, the Supreme Court is fascinating. What was January 6th? Anger, distraction. What was it? Set up, steal the steal. So you're going to be, you're on a, you're on a tour and you're going to be saying, yes, this January 6th was a distraction. It was a setup. It was steal the steal. A dictator, flypaper. Uh, what do you, that's what you think it is? That's what you would say. That's your official, a staged event, 
staged. That's your take on this. That's what you would tell people. If you were on TV, never lied, let a crisis go to waste. That, of course, was Rahm Emanuel. So that's that's what you was. There, there was, it was a setup. It was staged by the enemy to the people. I don't know. Thank you. J6 political prisoners are paying a big price. We don't know how many of them are even even still being held against their will. Think about that one. So let me ask you something. Who staged January the 6th? Who staged? And by the way, please, if you're listening to this later on and and you're watching me, you must accompany and you must read the wonderful insights, because unlike other shows that do live broadcasts, they don't make they don't pay any reference or reverence or any reference to any of the people who were weighing in. They they do the talking and the people are kind of chattering. But I'm I'm doing this. Nancy Pelosi did this. Kubrick couldn't have staged any better. Oh, Lizzie the Den Mother says him. It was an opportune moment seized upon by the enemy. Ah 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 ah. Create a confused new image of the United States, Barack Obama. So let me ask you something. The the fellow with the eye patch, that dude with the eye patch, uh, the uh, the folks who had the Gadsden flags, the 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 Valkyrie dude and feller, and uh, the uh, Proud Boys, and were they staged? <clears throat> Were they staged? Let me ask you something. Did they, were they part of the stage? If I went to the Proud Boys, if I said, you staged it. What? You staged it. I staged it. Yes, you did. No, no, they staged it. Well, what were you doing there? Oh, I was just there. Yeah, but who staged it? Oh, well, I... I don't know who stayed. You didn't do this. Somebody, no, no, we did this. They arrested us. So when you say staged, did the government stage it? It wasn't real. Those people who weren't there, they were just all crisis actors. Ray Epps, Ray Epps was actually, come on in. This is a guy who basically was charged with something nominal. And it really did look fishy. I admit it. But that remains to be seen. Uh, I don't know if Ray Epps was a government agent. I don't know if one man could have done. He's going to have his case. What happened to him was pretty tragic, as is most cases. But let me say, actors, Proud Boys, the left, they were all Uber Eats delivery people. Ladies and gentlemen, the comedic wit of Mr. Edge Dweller. They knew there was going to be lots of people there, and they took advantage of the fact. Who took advantage of the fact to do what? What did they take advantage of? What? It wasn't staged. It grew. Okay. It grew. Did it happen or didn't it happen? Yes. Anyone who was there had to know this was a political setup. What was the setup to block Trump? No, no. What was the setup? Who arranged it? And 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 what was the setup? Setup sounds like inside job. Limited police presence. Okay, I'm going to do this. I like this. Where and, and I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to kind of lead you. Where was the setup? 
Where? Stop the steal. Yes, we understand that. Where was this setup? Stop the steal. That wasn't a setup. That was a movement. Trump was even saying, stop the steal. And we're going to go to uh, Washington. I mean, to the Capitol. You're getting close. Social media arranged, arranged it or provided the platform for what was already said. Liz Solak says it was planned. The Dems set it up to destroy Trump. It the Dems set it up. The Dems got the eye patch dude, the Valkyrie helmet dude, the uh, Proud Boys. The Democrats did that, Liz. I love this. Rocker Jim Morrison was fascinated by Nietzsche's herd mentality of crowds and the ability to control them with a few well placed agents. Murder helpers on the way. They Pelosi and Schiff saw an opportunity to set him up. How did they set him up? They gathered up their minions. Gathered up their minions. You mean to tell me the people that were there, all those people were what? What? Gavin McGinnis set it up. Gavin McGinnis did not set it up. He did not set it up. And even if he said, that would be, I guess, well, whatever. Okay, nobody's, nobody's telling me. So what I'm saying is nobody's answering my question. Let me try this again. Are you telling me that that wasn't real? That all those people who were there, if I said, okay, how many people here are part of this setup? The what? How many people here? Raise your hand. Assuming I could do this. It couldn't happen really. But how many people, how many people here are part of the setup who are here because of some kind of invitation or at the behest of the Democratic Party and the Anybody? How many of them were federal agents? Well, there's always federal agents there. Did the federal agents do anything? No, they were just there, supposedly. Or <laughs> supposedly, as people say. What did they do? <clears throat> well, they were there. But what did they do? Did they say, okay, code blue, team red, meet over there by on the Senate side, team blue, Meet on the uh, House side. We're going to meet at uh, at thirteen hundred hours. We convene sector Y. Move no, they were just there. They were there taking pictures, and they weren't a part of anything. They were just there. Nancy Pelosi called off, or could have called the National Guard to stop it, but didn't. Is that misprision? Good point. A call off what? She could have called off the the what? The insurrection? It wasn't an insurrection. So Nancy Pelosi didn't call off the uh, riot. I don't think it was a riot, but she didn't call off the riot that you caused? Is that what you're suggesting? Nancy Pelosi was responsible because she did not call off. She did not involve herself in the in ending the what? What are you saying? How does this work again? Explain this to me. You see where we're going with this? You see where it is very, very difficult to go through this. Very, it's very to me very fascinating. This 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 lunacy that we are seeing. So what we're doing is it's very difficult to explain, is it not? 
she nixed the National Guard. Okay, so maybe calling off, put it this way. Let's assume there's a fire and I call and, and somebody started it and arson, an arsonist started it, and the firemen are on their way. But I pick up the phone and I tell the fire department, don't bother. And the house burns to the ground. Did I cause the fire? No, but I could have put it out. I sure could, but I didn't. Right. See how that works? So let's get this straight. Let me say, Mark Pryor says, not stage. Ashley Babbitt's uh, She's Really Dead. Agent Provocateur saw and used an opportunity to take advantage of the real anger out there. Take advantage of what? You're not answering my question respectfully. Who took advantage of what? And how did they take advantage of anything? I asked. How does that work? Took advantage of what? What? Did they take advantage of? What was it they took advantage of? What? What? Nobody's able to explain that per se. Well, I've got the answer for you because this is good now, but do you see how... Do you see, and I say this with all due respect, do you see how maybe you thought like, you know what? I I thought I understood this a little bit better, but you know, doggone it, he's done it again. He's done it again. He's he's kind of maybe made me realize I really don't know what it is that I've been saying. And I've been saying a lot of stuff for the longest time, but I'm not really sure what it is that I'm saying. I mean, I use terms like setup and inside job and, uh, you know, uh, but I don't know exactly what that means. And it's important to know what it means, isn't it? It sure is. But does that mean nothing happened? No. Well, tell me. Tell me what exactly happened. What was it? How did it happen? What did they do? Did they set anybody up? Not at all. What? Not at all. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, not at all? Not at all. Didn't set anything up at now at, at all. Woman, they did. They did. did wait, wait, wait. Did they do something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what was it? Well, it's very, very simple. Well, tell me. Tell me what was it? Was it? What did they do? It's very simple. Now, before I tell you. Let me ask you one thing before I begin. I just have begun. I want to remind you of something. My friends, as this year came to an end, and I'm say this again, as, as this year came to an end, there were all of these folks who just, we said goodbye to Bed Bath & Beyond. And remember that Harmon and all those people saying goodbye? And it is... It is incredible what is collapsing. Well, guess what's happening right now? Guess what's happening right now? Guess who's still in business? That's right. Our good friend, Mike Lindell. Look at this right now. This is what you, if you go to MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. Look at what, look at what this is. 
MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. Right off the bat. And, and I just took a screenshot of that. Nothing special. This is no, uh, you know, nothing that, that, that great or fantastic. What it is, it goes to show you, wow, this is exactly what you're talking about. And if you go to MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, you'll receive a free gift. I know gifts are free. It's a tautology. I understand that. Are called 800-645-4965. And you can hear Mike answer the phone like that. This is just the first three monstrous deals you will get by going, very simply, to MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. That's all. That's all. That's all I want to tell you. Nothing special. If you want to save loads of money on some of the greatest products ever to enjoy your life and to luxuriate, that's it. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. Okay, here's what they did. Number one, they knew this was going to happen. They knew they were coming. They knew they could read social media. Read social media. They've been saying this the whole time. Trump saying this. Remember Kimberly Guilfoyle dancing? Remember Kimberly Guilfoyle? She thought she was the belle of the ball. Oh my God. Reminds me of Bezos' wife. Kind of got that look, you know, that kind of a, that look. And she thought, I am so sexy. Remember, she was doing all this dancing all the time at this rally and that rally and this rally. And there was a scene of her. It was Gloria. Was she? I don't know, but they were like laughing. And that was that was a bad visual. Is that against the law? No. No. Did Trump say trespass? No. No. Did he say form an insurrection? Nope. Was it an insurrection? Nobody was charged with it. Nobody trespass. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. How about seditious conspiracy? For some, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Read the statute. But what did they do? What did they do? This is something they've had in the offing for the longest time. If you think this was just something that just happened, you're you're not you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. Let me tell you what happened. They said, we are going to do the following. We know that on January the 6th, when this vote, when this certification, kind of a pro forma thing is going to be transferred, we know there's all these people coming. And we are going to do absolutely nothing to stop it. We're going to let that fire grow. We are going to let that fire grow out of proportion like nobody has ever seen or could imagine. Then we're going to take and utilize all of our friends in big tech that we own. We own big tech. We own them. They're ours. We put them in power from the beginning through InQtel and DARPA. It goes way back. And for all the special taxes, we're going to say, everybody, I want to know all of the phone activity, who was there that day? I want their names. I want I, I want to know. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a kind of a beta test, a dress rehearsal. We're going to do a huge or huge, as we say in the Hell's Kitchen, this huge 
dragnet, pull people in. We're going to arrest people. We're going to tell Capitol Police, do nothing but let them in. Unless you're Ashley Babbitt. Then, instead of her saying, come on in. What was so special about Ashley Babbitt? Why didn't they shoot that Valkyrie dude with the horns? Why didn't they shoot him? Why didn't they shoot anybody else? There were people banging on the door. What was it? It was this cop who overreacted ostensibly, wasn't trained ostensibly. And, uh, but why wasn't anybody else shot? It's like you, I mean, if somebody breaches, watch it, walks into the house chamber and is on the floor sitting in the speaker's chair and they don't get shot. Not that I'm advocating people being shot, but do you understand what is happening here? God, how did this, how did this happen? How, how I say, how fascinating is it not? All the questions we will never know. We will never know. We will never know exactly how this thing works. We're not, no, we're just, we're just, we're not sure. We are not sure how this works. But anyway, so then what they did was, so first they said, let's go a step further. DOJ got together and they said, let's teach these bastards a lesson. Let's make it all in order to get Trump. So in order for us to have something to pin on Trump, in order for us to have something that we can blame Trump with, we need a bevy. I think they actually charge seven because the total number of January 6th cases filed. I think it was 700. It was um, okay, three years. Yes, approximately 11 individuals have been arrested on a series of charges. Approximately 1,186 defendants have been charged with entering or remaining in the restricted federal building. Uh, now that, that those, 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 are the, there, there's an NPR database, there's all kinds of stuff. So what they did was they said, we're going to do a couple of things. Number one, we're going to really inflate this, inflate this to the point of absolute ridiculousness, ridiculousness. We're going to inflate this. We're going to give all, we're going to call all of our operatives at our favorite stations. They, here's your talking points. This is an attack against civilization, attack against sovereignty, attack against liberty. It's Trump. It's the MAGA. Da, 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 da. You got it? Good. All this. Good. Next, we're going to charge all these people with everything from seditious conspiracy to trespass to, but nobody's going to be charged with an insurrection. Nobody. Nobody. Then we're going to take all of the information, we're going to collate it. We're going to work with our agents. Remember, the mainstream media are proxies for the shadow government. That's the name I give to the kind of behind the scenes, the police state, intel state, shadow government, ruling class, whatever you want to call it. It's it's not Democrats, Republican. That's a uniparty thing. And by the way, uniparty, the term was, I think, first uttered during the Wendell Wilkie you know, era. It's it's nothing new, but but we have one party. The left-right paradigm, two sides of the same coin. We've been saying this for 25 years. Nothing, there's nothing new to this. But what they did was they said, we're going to get all the people, and we're going to create this meme. We're going to call this a MAGA thing. And MAGA is going to be tantamount or synonymous with racist, white supremacist, whatever, 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 whatever. You got it? Good. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Okay? You got it? Good, 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 good. Now, continuing on. 
We're going to then take this and we're going to try to keep Trump off the ballot. Remember, the second impeachment was curious because what they wanted to do was they wanted to prevent him from ever being able to hold office again. This is all about keeping Trump off the ballot. Everything that we see here is to keep Trump off the ballot. No other, no other candidate. If this had been done by the uh, Chris Christie group, if Chris Christie could have somehow put his weight behind um, a, a similar movement, nothing would have happened because Chris Christie doesn't pose an existential threat to the ruination of our republic through these people. Do you hear what I'm saying? It would have never happened. It's only Trump. So we exaggerate, exaggerate, exaggerate. And we have our pe- all of our people, the Rachel Maddows and the Lawrence O'Donnells or whoever these people are, the usual suspects, the Don Lemons and the Fredo Cuomo and all these people. <coughs> and we say, okay, this is where you earn your keep. Here are the memos. Read them. Commit them to memory. Use these terms over and over again. Jamie Raskin, and we're going to bring in the best one is Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is the Sammy the Bull Gravano of the Republican Party. She's a uh, she. She's an informant, a rat, whatever whatever you want to call her. She's of no use to anybody. Nobody wants her. Nobody trusts a rat. Nobody trusts a quizzling. You got it. So now what they're going to be doing is now they're going to be saying. Is it possible for us to then take this, whether whether it's been called an insurrection or not, can we keep him off the ballot, Trump, using a variety of issues? May I say to you, dear friends, the following. Please refer to, and this is very good. Sometimes you got to know where to go. National Review is a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous uh, uh, documents sometimes for the paleoconservative take. Very, very good. There's a good piece by Andrew uh, McCarthy on trials, uh, Trump's trial strategy. Delay, delay, delay. No matter what issues arise, the former president's criminal prosecution, focus on the timing. It will tell you all that you need to know. Delay, 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 delay. They're doing everything in their power to keep him off. There's an also, by the way, wonderful article on how Donald Trump has the worst bleeping attorneys. This Alina Haba should be absolutely, because nobody will nobody will apparently represent Trump, she is the worst. And when she went on Hannity's show, by the way, new rule, it's only Bill Maher, if you're on Hannity's show more than three times, that's not good. It's not because of your content. It's not because of your wisdom. It's because you're part of the monkey circus show. You're apparently hitting a nerve. You're screaming. You're yelling. You're something. It's never to do with wisdom. It's never to do with, uh, well, that was a brilliant point he made. No, 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 no. And Alina Haba, apparently, in fact, always go to social media. If you want to know what somebody's about, go to social media. Go to her Instagram. Any questions? For example. Anyway, I'm sure she's a fine, fine person, but she's one of the few people who will even handle the Trump case. She thinks this will somehow elevate her. How they have an
There we go. Wow, that was weird. Um, how she hasn't. I I, I guess he he's very very difficult. He's very difficult to uh, uh, to deal with. Uh, so they kind of need her. She's, you know, and he likes to be around quote hot women. There's a lot of about the president President Trump that's puerile, juvenescent, and you know what I mean. He's just uh, it's just the way he is. It's it's his thing. I don't know, but I think it's and they also say he doesn't pay his bills. You got to read this National Review article. I don't know anything about that, but. Absolutely terrible. But here's the deal. And this is important. This is a very, very important point. This is this one piece. I want to read this to you. Uh, this is really, really good. This is an article by Dan McLaughlin in the, New York, in the National Review. Very, very good. Um, if I could just read this one particular point, and please, it's online, National Review, and the article is called, What You Need to Know About the Supreme Court Taking Up Trump's Ballot Qualification. And he says, the court took up Trump's petition, but not the Colorado Republican Party's petition, which at least for now is still pending. It is possible, but not likely, that the court would add the second case to its docket. More likely, it would defer action on the Colorado GOP action until it has ruled on Trump's appeal. As Mr. McLaughlin previously stated, Trump raised a broader challenge encompassing the many questions in the case, with the exception of the Colorado GOP's argument that it has a First Amendment freedom of association to nominate a candidate who was ineligible to hold the office. An issue raised in an amicus brief, which is very interesting. This is their case. Again, this is a Colorado GOP's argument that it has a First Amendment freedom of association to nominate a candidate who was ineligible. <laughs> not, not the strongest argument. Trump also has much more, obviously, uncontested legal standing to ask a federal court to decide whether he is disqualified from the ballot, all of which means a court can now make its own choices, number one to disqualify Trump, to rule that he didn't engage in insurrection, to decide that he's not disqualified because Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't cover presidents. Remember that we talked about that? It was officers, and we went through that before. Um, uh, to conclude that Section 3 is effective, a dead letter is in effect a dead letter, or when it requires a criminal conviction before it can be enforced, is it self-activating self, uh, or whatever you want to call it, self self um, Self, you know what I'm talking about. And finally, to rule that the question isn't one for the courts, or because remember, under section five, I think it says it ha it says Congress is the only remedy for this. And uh it finally is uh so, all right, fine. So this is interesting because he's they're gonna be looking at all these issues, which of course the court has never really looked at before. Now, what do I believe in? I believe that the argument is going to be made very simply. Number one, section of the 14th Amendment dealt with and, and specifically was uh, about nothing but the, um, dare I say, the uh, Civil War. Okay. In fact, section four deals with or references the compensation for slaves. and I mean, it obviously never was intended to do this. That's the Next, um, under Section 5 of, our, of the 14th Amendment, 
It says Congress is like the sole determiner, not not the courts. It's not for the courts to decide. Another issue is, let me ask you, does he have to be found guilty in a criminal court of insurrection? I I say no. This may not help his case, but I'm saying no. As a justice, I would say no, no. Sometimes there are cases that are used. It's almost like a political thing. You know, under the under the impeachment reference where they say high crimes and other misdemeanors, or, or sorry, other high crimes and misdemeanors. Oh, what's a high crime? Well, we don't have any statute. Can you be prosecuted? you have to be prosecuted for high crimes? <clears throat> well, there is no high crime. Well, there's, there's still, is a misdemeanor? Uh, I don't think you necessarily have to have an adjudication. Because the court can say this is insurrection. We find, because it's almost like a political. It's really a political issue. It's almost if you look at by virtue of Section Five, it's a political issue. It's kind of like impeachment is is a political issue. But it has no relevance now. This this was a this was a fourteenth. I mean, it was it almost was exclusively to the Civil War. Do you? I mean, did 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 they want Jefferson Davis to be able to run for? By the way, Jefferson Davis may not have also sworn as an officer. It's a it's a weird the way it is worded. So I'm glad this Supreme Court will adjudicate it. Don't be surprised if they don't answer. If they throw the thing out, they answer one question and don't answer the rest. They do it all the time. They they are so famous for this. But Alina Haba. Is such an idiot. She goes on. I want to read this. She goes on. Uh, here we go. She goes on Hannity. And. Uh, let me see this. Where is. This is the line that just. It's so stupid. Hang on a minute. This. Okay. I want to get this. I want to get this this line right. Oh, here we go. She's on the Sean Hannity show. Okay, quote. I think it should be a slam dunk in the Supreme Court. I have faith in them. You know, people like Kavanaugh, who the president fought for, who the president went through hell to get into place. He'll step up. This is the direct quote, and. The vulgarity of it, that it's disgusting. Suggesting that a Supreme Court justice would put his thumb on the scale, tip the scale, would look the other way in favor of Trump because Trump appointed him and, quote, fought for him is beyond comment. And this is, again, as Jeffrey Blahar, National Review says, is beyond its, its rancidness or rancidity. This is This is the... This is this is the the legal firepower that he's got. This is the legal firepower that he's got. It's unbelievable. And by the way, if you really want to see what's going on, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Just spend a little bit of time. A little time. Go to Alina Haba on Instagram. That's all. That's all. You know who one of the best lawyers? I, 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 
First of all, I don't know if, if if Trump can get any lawyers. I don't know if anybody even wants him. I don't know if anybody wants to deal with him. I have no idea. But let me give you a couple of uh, ideas which are very, very good. Uh, but first, before I forget, it's very, very critical. I retweeted a piece today. I hope you follow me on Twitter at Lionel Media. I retweeted a piece today on hydro-imperialism and uh, bellicose hydrology and how water is going to be a casus belli in the future. And we talked about food and water and everything. And it was one of those things which you have to remind, it's an issue which is so bloody critical. And as we wait for this snow to come and everything, it is so important for you and incumbent upon you to maintain your own, your own sense of, how do I say this? Your own sense of independence and empowerment. And food security is something you and your family have to guarantee. That's why you must listen to our friends at preparewithlionel.com. They can't handle the truth, but you can. The truth is the clowns running this joint live for chaos. And many of our problems could be solved overnight, but they let them be. Destruction fuels them. If you can handle that truth, you need to visit my website, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. You'll get $60 off a much-needed four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. The country's largest preparedness company, My Patriot Supply, is your fighting chance at survival. Sealed inside rugged packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Think about that. Eat right in emergencies with this four-week food kit from My Patriot Supplies. At this low price, you can get one for everyone in your family. Visit preparewithlionel.com. Write this down. Commit it to memory. Preparewithlionel.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. Prepare right now at preparewithlionel.com. One more time. Preparewithlionel.com before total chaos ensues. Indeed, my friend, total chaos. I want to explain something to you about lawyers, just for a, just for a moment. Um, it's one of those things where you have to ask yourself. Well, give me an example. Give me an example. Um, I had a case. Somebody called me, and. Uh, it was involving. I need. They they needed a referral for domestic family. It wasn't really. It was going to be a. It was going to be a really nasty divorce. Um, physical stuff. Not good. Not good. And so my friend, who was a retired cop at the time, it's his daughter. And anyway, it's it's in this part of the country. Didn't matter where it was. So what did I do? How do I do? How do I? He says, "Well, I went online." You went online? Oh, that's good. What'd you see? Did you go see Alina Haba? Did you go see if they're on? I would always use social media as kind of like a means of, of eliminating people. But what is it that you... I said, well, what are you looking for? I want somebody who's good for your daughter. Okay, good. So I did my research. You know what I did? I said, what state are we talking about? Is this is this is this gonna be is this is, is you call this county circuit whatever the sometimes it's circuit court county court superior court whatever it is okay 
Who are the people who are involved here? Who are they? Okay, what county is it great? Let me look. I went and I looked and I saw the <coughs> local bar association. And I looked for a couple of things. I kind of triangulate. You get pieces of data and then you put them together. So I want to know who is the current chairman of the uh, Family Law Association, Family Law Section of that county, which is very, very good. Very good. I want to see who's board certified. I like that. Somebody does this all the time. And more importantly, and this is the best, who's on the judicial nominating committee? Who's who's politically active? Who's a real macher, a macher, a real, a real big shot in that area? Of course, you're gonna you're gonna price yourself out of it. But that's kind of what I want. I'm not interested in anything but so when this person walks in, they're gonna say, oh. There was a guy years ago named Philip Corboy. Philip Corboy was one of my heroes. Oh, Harold Price Farringer, another one. Looked great. White hair. Oh, God. Looked tab collar, kind of just perfect. But Philip Corboy was the dean of, I think it was aviation law. But anyway, he, he was it. Mr. Torts, this guy out of Chicago was, I met him one time. He's fantastic. And there was a case where, remember when they used to dump a uh, bump you, bump you, remember that? You got that? Well, there was a case where they, they bumped a client. Well, this this guy would happen to be a Supreme Court justice or something from Illinois. And he was going to, I think, Ocala, Florida or something where his horse was going to, or a foal or whatever. It was about. Anyway, he was on his way. He said, I'm sorry, you've been bumped. And lo and behold, the person who took his fight was like a lawyer, somebody he knew. Well, he was fit to be tough. So the story goes, he went to Corboy. <clears throat> and Corboy put an end to that. And he goes before the jury. And this very, again, white hair, hoary, H-O-A-R-Y, white, venerable with age, respected. This hoary dean of torts goes before this jury. And he was a trial lawyer too. Goes before the courts and says, this, it was, I don't know what it was, Eastern, whatever it was. He goes, this, and he goes, points at the P and I'll say, this is whatever the, let's just call it Eastern. I don't know what it was. This is Eastern Airlines P&L sheet of last year. And this is what it made. Okay. This is what I want. If somebody made $20,000 a year, I want them to pay a dollar. Is that fair enough? I want you to order because I'm, I'm, I'm. It's up to you, but but I would like a figure that would be equivalent to somebody who made twenty thousand dollars a year paying a dollar. Well, when you're in the you know, well the jury's at nah, give you two dollars, and he just did it. Remember, uh, Brendan was it Brendan Sullivan, or the fellow who represented? Oh, I loved it, Oliver North, respectable, kind of a Wally Cox, very professorial look. The worst lawyer, Bruce Cutler. You know what I mean? Not worse, yelling, bombastic. No good. I want the lawyer who gets along with everybody. I want the lawyer who sits there and says, oh my God. somebody who's really respected. Now in New York, it's a different story. New York is, uh, uh, Andy McCarthy says, it's a political system surrounded by judges. And if you think I'm going to go in front of the court and this judge, remember Alina Habba? I dare you. 
Why am I doing that? Why am I saying anything? Why? What am I doing other than getting publicity for me? Am I helping myself? Edie Crowley, by the way, says there is a large swath of our population that is food deprived. Emergency measures are our first world option. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, uh, anyway, but but thank you for that. I don't want to go into the plant-based thing, please. Why would I go in front and tell Letitia James, and you, how dare you, you're a karate. Are you crazy? What is the point of that? What is the point of that? You're going to just make people, hey? I always love the nurse ratchet approach. I do it all the time. I understand her position. I prefer to argue my case in before Judge Engeron or whatever. I, I like. I, I believe that is the, the tribunal where we, this is best argued, not here in the courtroom. I thank you for your attention. And have a good day. Well, I don't want... I, 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 because if they're going to cut me a deal, if I have any, any chance of somebody saying, you know, it's not going to happen if I say, and you, you corrupt you. And then making fun of the clerks and tweeting. And I I don't understand it. Why are you doing that? Now, sometimes you can mock your executioner. You're on the the you're on the in the gallows, so to speak. You know, you got the neck noose around your neck, and you say, any last words? Yeah, I got a few words. Yeah. You, your mother, you know, go ahead. It's not gonna help, but. That, that's what I wish somebody in an execution would say, do you have any final words? Yeah, I got a few words. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, you could be something for the record book. Something, Albert Fish, apparently, uh, who just released this string of epithets that were just God knows. In any event, in any event, this is the Trump mentality. What is this about? And the first thing you do is this this uh, main Supreme Court, she's a hack. She reminds me of an actress. And I cannot, she almost is a dead ringer for this one actress. And I cannot, by the way, can you help me with something? Please, 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 please do me a favor. One of you fine, kind people the other day reminded me of something. There are two particular words that are used on college campuses. One is uh, trigger warnings, and the other one is, what is that other word? What is the other phrase? Dear, please help me. I cannot for the life of me remember it. No, not snowflake. It is a. It is called trigger warnings, and uh, it's, it's kind of like a, like a, a clinical term almost for something. It's this clinical term. You know what I mean? Uh New, New Hampshire bans chemtrails. Wonderful. Microaggression. Thank you. This is driving me crazy. You know, when you get to be my age, which is a grand age, you think sometimes, they're always telling you, you're forgetting names. I've forgotten names my whole life. But never cared about it then. Um, by the way, the other day, Mrs. L, we were in a store and somebody says, excuse me? Yes. Very nice woman. Uh, would you? Uh, what? 
this is not to me, this is her. Um, would you, would, would you, I don't know how to say this. What is it? Say it. Would, 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 would you like the senior discount? Are you kidding? Yes. Yes. Are you? What I love it, you know. So, so this senior business, I, I don't know what all the senior thing is, it's terrific. Anyway, years ago, I was trying to think of, I don't know, how, I said, What was it? Somebody said, What were the, this? Is this is before the internet? What were the name of all the cat ladies? Cat, well, we had Julie, no, um, Batwoman, Batman, uh, Julie Newmar, uh, uh Craig, Diane, well, she was cat, a cat woman, not no, a cat woman, no, wait a minute, she was Bat Girl, excuse me, but cat woman was Julie Newmar. And the one that I could not think about was Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. And I remember this. I remember when this happened. I said, what the hell? You know, the black woman. She was like scary. What the hell was her name? People look at me. I don't know what you're talking about. No, you know I'm talking about the cat woman. What are you talking about the cat woman? Yep, she's black woman. Singer. Uh, remember the thing when, with LBJ? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, forgot it. Like a year later, two years, I'm 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 doing I'm talking to somebody. And all of a sudden I have this brain fart and I said, Eartha Kit. I said, What? <laughs> I thought of it. It was in the back of my mind on something. Eartha Kit. Could not it just so anyway, I was twenty something years old. So it happens. By the way, do you ever the doctor ever tell you? Now listen. I checked that thing on. It's okay. But do me a favor. If you have any pain right here at any point, you call me right away. What? If you feel any pain right here, anything, you let me know immediately or go straight to the emergency room. Really? Guess what you're going to feel all day? You're going to be here. Does this hurt? What kind of a pain on a scale from one to 10? So when they tell you when you get older, are you going to forget stuff? You swear you're forgetting everything, but you're not. But you're, you're you're focused on it. And you're thinking, the stuff you do remember, oh my God. Did you ever talk to a young person? Did you ever talk to a young person today? Good luck. I was talking to somebody who was, I, I, everything I said, everything was like, I said, well, if this isn't Stanley Kubrick, you know what? You know, Dr. Strangelove, what? You know, Torkinson, George C. What? Well, you know, Kubrick, they say, is involved in the uh, moon landing. Who? The moon landing. The what? You know, the moon landing. I heard about that. No, no, they said it was fake. What? Vietnam. What? Gulf of Tonkin. What? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? I mean, this this is a this is the this is the thing that is so difficult. Well, it was before my time. Oh, oh, oh! <coughs> By the way, may I recommend to you, please? May I recommend to you the following? And this is so important; it's not even funny. I watched. I told you the other day I'm watching stuff that I never, ever, ever. I I never watched Amy Goodman. Not that I, I don't dislike her. I, I, 
on Democracy Now, there was a uh, former IDF soldier turned anti-Zionist. Her name is Mital, M-E-I-T-A-L, Yaniv. One of the most fascinating interviews ever. And you must watch this. She talks about she had panic attacks. This doesn't affect. It, it is. It is. It is this thing about younger people today being able to say that the way I feel can disqualify the dissemination of ideas and the like. One time, I never forget when I was a kid. Very real. No, it, it was like my first first years of like high school. Or something. I forget what it was. I told my father, I don't want to go to school. I said, I'm not feeling good. What? I'm not feeling, you know, my, I, I, I was never, uh, never a, uh, never, you know, played hooky and never, but for some reason he could tell I did. Eh. And he, and I said, you know, I just, uh. and I remember he told me, he said, women, let me get this straight. You don't feel like going to school. Is, is that what you're saying? You don't feel like it. And he never he never hit you or anything. He just, you don't, he made you feel like an idiot. So you don't feel like it. Is that what you're saying? You just you're just not inclined, you know, today. Is that what you're saying? You're 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 just not you're not up to it. Well, so so you're so you're saying you're feeling kind of well, I don't feel good today. I said, yeah, okay, all right, all right, just stop it. I'm going. No, no, no. I'm just wanna wanna make sure I define it. You know, are you are you feeling peaked or you? <laughs> no. <clears throat> if I had told him microaggressions or this whole notion of you know these little weird supercilious um, trigger uh, warnings, and I just love that. I remember hearing the first time somebody said, you know, we ra- we would rather not hear anything about the, the Holocaust because you see, you see, the Holocaust, it's a it's like a mi- what? So you gotta watch this interview. And this woman, she says, I don't think there should be a state of Israel. It's like, what? And she they because they, they shut down the first day of California legislature because she said, but what she said, I'll never forget it was very interesting. She says, You don't understand something. I was raised in a family that not only was very pro, was very Zionist, but very IDF, very military. Military, not like your military. You were military because, well, my grandfather was in World War II over there, and I was in Vietnam over there. <clears throat> See, everything here is like over there, but in Israel, it's here. And it was very interesting, a mindset. Always pay attention to the mindset. And then he also said, which is very interesting, this idea that there's whole thing about the Holocaust. And she talked about this. And I remember one time somebody said to me, you don't understand. I'm a daughter. No, I'm a child of a Holocaust survivor. Okay. I didn't know what that meant. All right, I defer to people. I heard it again. Somebody else. You don't understand. I'm the child 
of a Holocaust survivor. So I asked, well, what does that mean? And they looked at me, and I was just asking the question, what does that mean? They looked at me like, wow. So understand the mindset. Rafael Legonde says, lawyer David Boys, big time lawyer in the 90s. Has he a legend? Was he a legend for you too? Uh, not really. He's kind of, I don't have the boy Schiller. We used to always, I used to always walk by in a DC all the time. Boy Schiller. Um, remember he had that, he had that case with uh, Dershowitz and uh, he did some good stuff in his day. He was good. He did the case of, uh, he did the, um, was it uh, proposition AK? It's very, very good. Very, very good. There is a wonderful... Now, remember, there's different lawyers. Appellate lawyers. Uh, there's one Supreme Court lawyer who is... Uh, um, I forget his name. He is terrific. And I love to watch him. What is his name? Oh, God. There's a couple of great... He's. I like actual practitioners. There are the practitioners. There's different levels. There's different levels of people. There's. There are people who just... You, you got to ask yourself, well, what's your level of success? What's your level of success? One of the most preeminent in terms of money. Have you seen Morgan and Morgan for the people? John Morgan started in Tampa. He was on every cab, every cab, every, it was cabs in the old days for the people, for, for you. Never said, you know, accident. And now he, I think, is the largest law firm perhaps, uh, in making oodles. I'm very mixed reviews regarding lawyer advertising. First Amendment to me says commercial free speech. Yes, yes, yes. Is it good for the profession? Not really. When you, have you ever driven into Philly? You come off of the turnpike and then you do that, whatever that exit six is or whatever it is, and you're, I'll fight for you. Don't fight for me. I'll fight for you. I'll fight. We're going to fight. God damn it. We're gonna fight. I lost my hand. and I'm, What are you fighting for? They got coverage. I'm going to fight. They're going to fight. Wait a minute. The best is, you know, not the best. I shouldn't say this. I got hit by a Pepsi truck, you know, and I've got brain damage. You're not going to fight anything. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. Like don't don't own us. I don't understand this. I I just don't. It 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 it's so it's so weird. It's so strange when people look at the whole law thing. So you have trial lawyers and the people at the Harvard level. You know, whatever. Oh. no. Then you've got those who are routed and directed for the academic level. They're going to be the academic level. I think there's one of the. Uh, 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 you know who's very good is Noah Feldman. Very interesting. 
watch his lectures. He's Harvard, and he and he and he's he's an expert in Arabic law and argues on behalf of Sharia. I haven't seen him lately, but he's very good, very interesting. He's the academic. Cass Sunstein, absolutely unintelligible. <laughs> this is a guy who came with cognitive interference. On he's married to Samantha Power. He was also married to no 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 excuse me excuse me he was a partner one of his what was his name oh there was I don't want to go too much personal life doesn't really matter but there was a there was a oh god anyway his legal philosophy by the way judicial minimalism uh arguing that judges should focus on deciding the case at hand and avoid making sweeping changes to the law or decisions. It's kind of like uh, what Scalia would say. He's into behavioral economics. I also think he wanted, what, wasn't it uh, uh, animal rights? Some of uh, Sunstein's uh, work uh, has addressed the question of animal rights, co-authored a book uh, facing animals, uh, the uh, ethics of animals, animals, animals. Um, in 2008, he filed a paper uh, with Adrian Vermeule called in Conspiracy Theories, dealing with the risks and possible government. Anyway, so he's one of these guys who couldn't find his way in the courtroom, couldn't find his way, wouldn't know what to do. He's an illegal theorist. <clears throat> there was a <clears throat> woman, <clears throat> excuse me, years ago, I followed her, <clears throat> and they were touting her as one of the most brilliant jurists anybody's ever heard of. And her husband, they were the most brilliant husband and wife, oh my God. And I listened to her give a lecture on federalism, and so help me God, I'm wondering, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. What are they saying? What are they What is the purpose of this? So you've got the law part. I like the front row battle lines. You know, you want to work in the Pentagon or do you want to be in the infantry? Where do you want to work? You want to work in the infantry? You want to fight? You want to fight the enemy? You're going to be in the foxhole? That's what I like. That's the fun part. That's the reality of this. Uh, academia? La la land. Understand the basics, understand the theories, but they're in another world. They don't really, they're not practical. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't find their way. Ah. I one time went to a, there was a, 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 a hearing, not a hearing, there, there was a, 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 a little seminar in my law school years ago, and they asked me, never asked me again, and it was about uh, criminal, criminal cases. What would you do or whatever it was? And I'm on this panel, and they got the professor, and they got this. I, got this. I said, "What would you do if you were charged?" Well, I would look at the charging instrument and find out whether the indictment or the or the uh, information did it did it actually charge or did, did it make out a case for a cause of action? Was the using uh, using uh, the whole notion of pleading did it establish venue? Uh, were bill of particulars required? And they're looking at the I'm looking at the what the the stat the what this is ridiculous. And they got to me. My first question is, did he pay you? I said, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? Did he pay you? Is he your client? Well, did he pay you? 
Well, he's going to, ah, ah, ah. what was that again? Well, he's going to pay you a little bit now. And then, oh, forget it. Then you're going to file a notice of limited appearance, maybe, but stay away from that. You know, you don't want to get stuck into this thing and you're stuck. They looked at me like, what are you talking about? I said, this is the most practical application. I mean, if you think, you're, unless you're working for some firm where none of this stuff matters, but if you're on your own, if you're in the front line, things like that matter. Is he a nut? She a nut? Does she have a good case? What is it? How many priors? Who's the judge? What do they want? What do they want? What's going on? What's your best case? Have you done this before? I mean, so what I'm saying is, as, as, whether it's politics, whether it's legal matters, whether it's January 6th, whether it's Trump, there's always this thing called legal, legal realism, political realism, the way it really is, and not the way. La, la, la. Now, if you want to do it in the Cass Sunstein level, you want to talk about appellate judges, you want to talk about Nino Scalia and originalism, yeah, that's fine. <coughs> but short of that, it's a different story. All right, my friends. Now, do me a favor. First and foremost, I want you to make sure you sign up right now, right now on our show. This is for Mrs. L's YouTube channel right now. You do it and you do it now. And don't even, don't even, don't even... Hesitate for a second. Do you understand that? Don't hesitate for a second. And one thing too, by the way, I got coming up for you, which is something which I will never understand. I don't know about you, but I get newsletters from all from people all the time. Uh, this is one you need. This is my newsletter, which I'm going to be sending out and keeping you apprised and the like. Let me remind you, as I have before, my friends, let me again say to you one more time, not to bludgeon you, but to, but to kindly remind you of, of, of so much important stuff. On February the 3rd, right here, I'm going to be at the famed cutting room. I return to the stages, return with my one-man show, music, guitar, gut bucket, you name it. Okay? On February the 3rd, tickets are available. You've seen me the, the best. If you're listening, just go to my YouTube, my, excuse me, my Twitter page, as it were. And just, if you don't mind, if you wouldn't, you could. Write My Northern Sky is a great Nick Drake wooden tone. But just go and right there, pin is the link. And uh, it's very, very, in fact, I'll give it to you one more time. Uh, it's going to be a real barn burner. And have you noticed this Cat Williams stuff? This Cat Williams stuff is so interesting. Isn't it interesting? It is so interesting. And he's very, very funny. But... Mine is uh, different. I don't ever want to say stand-up comedy. This is stand-up thinking. And that's it. Anyway, dear friends, have a great and a glorious day. Pray for us. We're waiting for the big snowfall to hit us today, which means it promises to be nothing. Have a great and a glorious day. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. And I will see you. I will see you uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Also sign up. Subscribe to the channel because there's new kind of stuff coming up. And by the way, dear friends, Rafael Legonde and Edie Crowley, thank you on behalf of a grateful nation. Not for what you are, but for what you appear to be. And I mean that sincerely. See you tonight at 7. And don't forget the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Ta-ta.